friends, and welcome to the Holistic Health Online podcast. I'm your host, Val Robitaille, and tonight I am going to talk a little bit about ivermectin and the immune system. So I think by now most of us know that the media has gaslighted all of North America saying that ivermectin is a horse pill or it's somehow dangerous and shouldn't be taken for COVID. Maybe some of you are even trying to get ivermectin because it is hard to source. Um, maybe you heard you should use it for preventive reasons or you should use it after you've gotten COVID. But the point is that you know that this is a solution because you've done a little bit of research and you're smart. So I would like to confirm your intelligence by telling you that as of the beginning of this year, 2022, approximately 39% of the countries on the planet have adopted ivermectin as treatment for COVID, and they've had tremendous success. These countries include India, Japan, South Africa. First of all, ivermectin is not a horse pill. It was discovered, I believe, in 1973 by a Japanese microbiologist who went out into nature and enjoyed working with natural medicines, and he had a microscope, and he would put these soil-based organisms under the microscope, and he would then grow them on Petri dishes and do a whole process to turn them into medicines, and he actually discovered microorganisms called avermectins, and that is the beginning of the story of ivermectin, which is synthetic, made in a lab, and given out as a prescription. Well, not really, because during the COVID crisis, pharmacists were ordered not to fill ivermectin prescriptions. But in other countries, you can sometimes get ivermectin over the counter, but it's not hard to get. Anyway, India, South Africa, Japan are three of the countries that have been using ivermectin with great success. Ivermectin was approved by the FDA in 1981. Uh, Prior to that, it was used in veterinary medicine for animals, but it was approved for humans in 1981 and commercialized the same year. We've known for decades ivermectin has phenomenal antiviral properties. We've also known that it has phenomenal antiviral properties against coronavirus. This isn't a political discussion, so I'm not going to get into why it was banned in North America, just to tell you that other countries are having great success, and I will give you a a resource to be able to order ivermectin online in the show notes. Just a couple of days ago, the American frontline doctors published a video describing the events that happened in October of 2021, where a group of doctors were asked by the World Health Organization, the WHO, to provide a report on dozens of studies from around the world evaluating ivermectin for the treatment of COVID. 
the video link is in the show notes. It's Dr. Tess Laurie confirming ivermectin is a definitive cure. So these doctors set out to do this analysis and they made some remarkable discoveries. They found that ivermectin reduced the incidence of the disease, hospitalizations, and deaths significantly in the countries that were using it. Regardless of these findings, one of the doctors involved in the study changed his stance suspiciously and concluded in his report that more randomized trials were needed before submitting results to any governmental regulatory agencies. This study also discovered that approximately 80% of COVID deaths could have been and can be avoided. Ivermectin is cheap and effective, but it would have prevented Bill Gates from enjoying a 20 to 1 return on investment in vaccines and the vaccine industry to make its record-breaking billions during the pandemic. The painful truth is that with each of these injections, people are destroying their immune systems, and they'll be vulnerable to any number of diseases long-term. So ivermectin is a broad-spectrum antiparasitic, which means it kills all kinds of microbes, and it's been used safely for decades. One of the reasons it's so popular is because in the body, ivermectin is attracted to parasites and kills them, but leaves almost zero impact on the biochemistry of the human being. And while there are some uncomfortable side effects in some people, most people that I know of taking ivermectin for COVID and post-vaccine problems are experiencing more beneficial effects than negative side effects. I'm going to have to give a brief cell biology explanation before I explain a little how I understand ivermectin works. So picture a cell in the body, a cell that is a structure with a membrane that separates the inside of the cell from the outside of the cell. Only a few substances can penetrate this membrane, such as certain lipid particles, and there are other mechanisms for getting substances across the membrane, like um, ion concentrations or gradients and specialized molecules that are escorted in with special proteins like enzymes. So within the cell is a fluid called cytoplasm that bathes the organelles such as the nucleus, microtubules, mitochondria, and there are various proteins and other substances in there. I have a diagram in the show notes for better understanding of what's in the cell. So in the cytoplasm, in the presence of a viral protein, such as SARS-CoV-2, which is the name of the virus, COVID is the name of the disease, that is caused by the virus SARS-CoV-2. So just to be clear on that. And when a viral protein such as SARS-CoV-2 is present in the cytoplasm, if it got through the first membrane, 
a lot will go on. In the cytoplasm, there are special proteins called integral membrane proteins or IMPs. I'm going to call them IMPs. And they act like little taxis that transport certain substances past the membrane and into the cell under certain conditions. Conditions are the shape of the molecule, the charge of the molecule. Think of it like putting a piece of a jigsaw puzzle into another piece. It has to fit just right. So if the right charge and the right shape are present, things like viruses will be brought up to the membrane. And on the membrane, there are special little like doorways. They're called receptors. They're, they're embedded into the cell membrane. And if that molecule has the right conditions, the receptors will open up and let it in. SARS-CoV-2 is now in the cytoplasm. So in the cytoplasm, the imps grab the virus and bring it across the nucleus membrane and into the nucleus where the RNA and DNA reside and work. This is where viruses get replicated. Now that you have sort of an understanding of how the virus gets into the cell and starts replicating, ivermectin blocks the imps. So the imps cannot pick up the SARS-CoV-2 and the receptor is closed because it isn't the right shape. And of course, it wouldn't be the right charge either because there's different chemical reactions happening here. The, the receptors are very, very specific. So the result of this action of ivermectin is no infection and improved antiviral response, your body's innate immunity. One of the ways that your body fights foreign invaders is by producing a substance called interferon. And when you have an infection, especially viral infections, the purpose of interferon is to signal nearby cells to heighten their antiviral defenses and trigger killer immune cells to fight the invaders. Interferon alerts your immune system to attack and go after the virus to stop it from replicating. SARS-CoV-2 hijacks interferon, making it dormant, which is like telling the body you don't need interferon. So another thing that ivermectin does is it tickles the nucleus of your cells and says, hey, crank out the interferon, and that's what the body does. These are just a few of the mechanisms of this phenomenal life-saving drug. Now, we're hearing a lot about boosting the immune system to be able to prevent COVID, but what exactly is the immune system? It's a little bit abstract, but here's what we need to know. When we say we have to boost our immune system, we're not talking about one organ like the heart or the liver. The immune system is a network that's made up of cells and tissues and organs. And it works in many areas of the body. For example, the skin is a physical barrier against germs. Uh, mucus is another physical barrier that creates a moist lining for organs and other soft tissue body systems 
to trap and fight foreign substances. And then we have the white blood cells, which attack invading substances and ward off ailments. And we have the lymphatic system, which is the home of various organs and tissues that produce and store and also transport white blood cells. Part of what the immune system does is it creates antibodies, which are proteins that your system makes to help fight infection and protect you from getting sick in the future. When you're infected with a virus or bacteria, your immune system makes antibodies specifically to fight it. Before the mRNA vaccines that are on the market now and that are causing so much harm, we used to have vaccines that, when administered, would help the body to safely learn how to make antibodies against a particular foreign invader, like chickenpox. But that's no longer the case with these vaccines because these aren't actually vaccines. This is a genetic experiment, and I believe we're not even in phase three of the trial yet. Now, no immune talk would be complete without discussing vitamin D. Vitamin D is critical. It controls up to 5% of our genome, and it's not just a vitamin. It's a pro-hormone, which is a building block that the body uses to make hormones. Vitamin D is directly or indirectly responsible for turning on over 2,000 genes in our bodies. Those genes signal each other. They talk to each other through metabolic pathways using on and off signals. Picture a train switching station where trains are given red and green lights to stop or go. If you don't have enough adequate vitamin D levels, you won't be able to stop certain reactions from happening. For example, the cytokine storm that kills people. This is a vitamin D signaling problem. So if you go into an illness low in vitamin D, you can't turn off those pathways. There are many studies that show if you have a vitamin D level above 50, you literally cannot develop a cytokine storm. When you have adequate blood levels of vitamin D, which is between 50 and 65 nanograms per milliliter, all of the receptors in your body are saturated and the storm is halted by the fact that you have just the right level to keep all the bad cytokine pathways from turning on. Your body can interpret gene-to-gene signaling, like you turn on, you turn off, you turn on, you turn off. But if you're depleted or deficient in vitamin D, it's a train wreck because that important signaling molecule, vitamin D, is absent. There are other ways viruses and toxins are eliminated, including through the actions of zinc, which is a mineral, and glutathione, which is the body's master antioxidant. In fact, glutathione has been found to be deficient in people that are vulnerable to getting the COVID disease. 
We discussed these concepts at length in the first two episodes, the graphene oxide detox or God protocol and how I'm detoxing from the COVID shots. So I won't go into them here anymore. I just felt it was important to emphasize the role of vitamin D, which by the way, was also shown to be deficient in virtually all the people who were getting COVID early on. And there are many other methods, minerals, antioxidants, and hormones that are good immune boosters and antivirals. And I hope that you see the importance of maintaining your immune system at as close to peak level as possible so that you don't fall victim to anything they might throw at us next. I'm sorry to put it that way, but that's the way I see it. This isn't a pandemic. It's a plandemic and a scamdemic orchestrated by a bunch of psychopaths. And that's all I have to say about that. We all know it's criminal to be withholding ivermectin from those who want it. This is an absolute cure, especially when given in the early stages. But it's my understanding that it works at any stage. I'm on my fourth day of taking ivermectin and will report soon how my course of treatment went. Thank you for listening and I hope you'll join me next week when I interview Hope and Tavon, a husband and wife team who are 5G EMF experts that tell us about the invisible energetic fields that they believe carry the spike protein in a process called transmission or what some call the shedding of the virus. This would explain why people that are unvaccinated are getting ill just by being around people that are vaccinated. I think you'll be fascinated and enlightened. All right then, bye for now.